welcome to Spielin' and Dealin', the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner and founder of SandySpiel.com. And with me today, as always, is the producer and moderator of the podcast, Ramin Forgani. Ramin, like we did in our boys' podcast, this is girls' bracketology. Sound the alarm. Everything you thought you knew, throw it out the window. Everybody is zero and zero. It is about to be a fun, exciting, crazy, sad, emotional, happy, sad, uh, fearful, exciting. Everything I just said, a lot of emotions going to be going into the next month or so, and I am excited for it, obviously. Ramin, let's dive right into it. But first, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, Kyle. Thank you for always asking. Um, busy time of year, as you can probably imagine. Bracketology we recorded yesterday, yesterday, I guess, posted today. Um, back-to-back now, girls try to get that up quickly. Game starting on tomorrow, Thursday. So short turnaround time. So without further ado, let's get started. Class 7A. Top left quadrant, Kyle, your home seeds are Peachtree, your home teams, excuse me, Peachtree Ridge, Cherokee, North Cobb, and North Forsyth. Yes, top left-hand side, that is, uh, uh, man, that's that's really loaded because when you're looking at it right now, um, Grayson's not currently ranked, but Grayson, I, I think they opened up the season ranked maybe fourth in the state, so um, that's a good team right there that's a three seed. Uh, but teams that are actually in the rankings right now, you're looking at Cherokee, who's ranked number three. They've been there pretty much all season long. You're looking at North Forsyth, ranked number four. Those team teams already hooked up this year, and North Forsyth beat them. Um, you're looking at North Cobb, who we have currently ranked number 10 in the state. Uh, Colquitt County just dropped out of the rankings this past week. They're a three seed, and they're going to be traveling to North Cobb to play in the first round. Um, so just looking at that, Grace and Cherokee, North Cobb and North Forsyth, those are some fantastic potential matchups in the Sweet 16 right there, right off the bat. And like I said, a lot of those teams are already pretty familiar uh, with one another. I know Cherokee already, um, they already played Grayson this year, and that was a really close game when they played. They won 52-49 at the Crossover Classic, and that um, aforementioned uh, loss to North Forsyth at North Forsyth's tournament, they lost 68 to 60. So uh, familiar teams, and uh, it's it's going to be really good basketball. Uh, it, and it's really it it's you know flip a coin. Uh, I'm leaning towards Cherokee um, coming out and making it to the Final Four. I know when they lost North Forsyth. Um, it was a lot of fouls to not a lot of fouls. So North Forsyth definitely got the benefit of the whistle. And Caroline Martin, I think she hit six or seven three-pointers in that game. So when you're taking uh, X amount more free throws, plus you have a one you know one player hit six or seven threes in a game, a lot was going right for North Forsyth, and they won that game by eight. Now you know you fast forward. That looks like it's going to be a you know a coin flip game as far as deciding who will have home court advantage. Um, and that's going to play a little bit of a factor, I think. I don't think it's going to be a huge factor. Uh, but I like Cherokee with, you know, Kate Johnson inside, firm and commit, you know, 6'2", 6'3", just big, physical, moves people out of the way, scores with her back to the basket. Uh, Sydney Watts going to Navy and, you know, an athletic six-foot wing. Um, Ashlyn Andrus, you know, they, they, they have a lot of firepower over there at Cherokee. And that's why I feel like it's going to be a really, really good match. I see those two teams hooking up in the Elite Eight, but I do like Cherokee 
But with that being said, I mean, don't be surprised if Grayson, you know, if they come in there and really throw a monkey wrench into things with Catherine Albin, the athletic sophomore guard. Um, she's pretty tough. Victoria Dames as well. Uh, and then North Cobb. North Cobb, what's going to hurt them? They don't have a ton of size. Um, really no size to be spoken about. I mean, their tallest player is about maybe 5'9". And they only play five players. But if Sydney Thomas gets hot from deep and Azania Austin, who's going to Alabama A&M, uh, if she you know, controls the pace of the game, those are two dang good guards right there. So North Cobb does have the guard play to play with anybody. I just kind of worry about the depth and their size. And then uh, North Forsyth, I already mentioned them, Caroline Martin, Ansley Allen, uh, those two big-time winners. But again, I just feel like Cherokee, I think that just a little bit more complete and having that big post presence and Kate Johnson. And you have the, you know, the shorter commit, Chatham Brown, really athletic, plays all over the floor. Um, I just like Cherokee in this one, and that's why I have Cherokee advancing to the Final Four. In the bottom left quadrant of the girls' 7A, you look carefully, make sure you don't miss it. Westlake from Region 2, the number one seed out of Region 2, is nestled right there in the middle. Um, who do you have advancing to the Final Four here, Kyle? Uh, it's going to be Westlake. I don't think anyone's going to play Westlake close. Um they're going to roll. Not much to be said here. Some some interesting matchups. I mean, West Forsyth has a four seed playing Norcross. Norcross playing really good basketball. West Forsyth has been going in the wrong direction. Um, so Norcross does have some momentum. Uh, and I kind of like Norcross to get to the Elite Eight. But again, with that being said, uh, Westlake is a team to be with Raven Johnson, Tanaya Latson. Uh, they're, they're just way too... Way too good, and they got some size inside. Lydia Freeman going to George Southern. Uh, Westlake's going to make it to the Final Four, and I think they're going to do it so pretty easily. I don't really see any single-digit games uh, in that quadrant. I don't think anyone's going to challenge Westlake. In the top right quadrant, um, some interesting matchups. Who's your Final Four pick, and who's your dark horse? Who could spoil your bracket? Oh, gosh. that That's a really... A really interesting top right-hand side. You got Woodstock, who's currently ranked eighth in the state. Campbell, ranked fifth in the state. Those two teams playing in the first round. Um, Rockdale spent a little bit of time in the poll. They they dropped out recently, but uh, they just secured the number one seed for the first time in years and years and decades and decades uh, out of Region Eight. So Rockdale has refound their their stride. Um, I'm looking at Brookwood, uh, Selma Kulo. Inside going to Western Kentucky, I believe that's a big six foot two, you know, six foot three post presence that's just gonna rebound and score inside. So Brookwood stuff with Diana Collins as well. The freshman's really, really good. Uh, and then that that bottom one versus four matchup, Marietta versus Tiff County, Region Three. I feel like it looks like that's the best region in Class Seven A. Them and Region Two, I think, are kind of neck and neck. Um, and Region 2 is with Westlake, Campbell, Pebblebrook, really tough. And then Region 3 with McKeecher and Marietta, North Cobb, uh, North Paulding, really, really good basketball. Marietta is going to have a good opportunity to go and kind of spoil the apple cart going down to Tiff County, who's ranked number 7. Um, Lauren Walker is about six foot one, can play inside and outside, really versatile player. Alexis Brewster, uh, another big physical presence, and even Knox as well, a little guard that's scrappy and you know has has been tough. But Marietta has been kind of up and down this year. They they played a really tough non-region schedule, and that's prepared them uh, for a postseason push. I feel like. Um, they started to play a little bit better. I think they they did secure a nice win 
over McEachern late in the regular season, but um, they still ended up grabbing that four seed, and that puts them on a really tough path, uh, considering that they had to go all the way down to Tiff County. And I think you know going to Tiff County, um, that's going to be really hard because that's not an easy place to win at, whether it's boys or girls basketball. Um, Tiff County really has been surging. Um, they've been really good with Nikki Jones, averaging over 13 points, and Shakira Cheney. Uh, close to 13 points, and Tift has some nice wins. You know, they beat Jefferson, um, they beat Woodstock as well. So those two wins in the middle of the season really put Tiff County towards the top. And um, you know, that, that that's going to be a tough game if Tiff County can survive Marietta in that first round, uh, considering how they have home court advantage um, throughout until they get to the Elite Eight. I like Tiff County advancing to the Elite Eight, and I have them seeing Campbell. And uh, again, that's, you know, home court advantage that could decide some things. But Campbell, even though they're pretty young with a lot of sophomores, they do have the Alston girls that are, you know, a couple of them seniors, very experienced, very athletic. They, you know, trap, they press, they play real fast. And they've seen the best of the best playing Westlake three times this year. Uh, So that's why I have Campbell advancing to the final four on that top right hand side. And finally, in the bottom right quadrant, got a couple of interesting things here. Collins Hill, a one seed out of Region 6. You have McEachern, the other one seed, getting or playing the at-large bid here. Uh, yeah, uh, McEachern's going to be playing Lowndes, and that's going to be a heck of a drive. You know, we always think about, you know, Metro Atlanta teams driving down to uh, South Georgia and what a pain it is for them. But you got to remember, like, if the shoe's on the other foot, South Georgia team traveling up to Metro Atlanta, that's that's not easy either. And uh, McEachern, they just they own that region, Region 3, and um, they're obviously not a superstar team like they once were, but that's a team that has a lot of juniors. Um, Denim DeShields was Region Player of the Year. She's averaging 16 points, six rebounds, just under seven assists. She's been really good. Um, they got some size inside. You know, Dalen Craig averaged a double double, 13 and 10. And then they also have Kaylin L. So that's a really good big three right there. I like them advancing to the Elite Eight. Uh, and you know, that's that that's that group where Collins Hill is in there. We we kind of you don't really sleep on Collins Hill, but they're 27 and 0. They reconstructed their roster in the off season with transfers, brought in about six or seven girls uh, to try and compete with the Westlakes of the world. Um, and they're going to have their hands full, I think, in that second round if the matchup presents itself. Uh, Collins Hill, they could be facing Pebblebrook in the second round. And, um, you know, that's uh, uh, not necessarily the exact same team, but we saw last year uh, deep in the tournament uh, in the Elite Eight, they played Campbell. And uh, Campbell, uh, they gave they gave Collins Hill a scare last year, 54-49. to 49. And, you know, Campbell, Pebblebrook, those two teams traded off beating each other this year. Um, Pebblebrook might not be as good as Campbell, but, you know, similar as having, you know, some 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 talented guards and everything. So they could they could kind of stick around with Colin Sill for a while. But I think Sasha Washington inside is going to be a, a handful. And that's why I have Colin Sill advancing to the Elite Eight where I have them playing McEachern. I think Colin Sill. Uh, just too loaded with all the, you know, the new faces they wanted to add on to the roster this year. And I think Collins Hill has to advance to the Final Four. Before we move on, I will try to ask you with every uh, bracket, every classification, who the champion will be in the bottom left. You are very effusive in your praise for Westlake. Are you going to pick Westlake to be your 7 champion here, Kyle? Uh, until someone in the state of Georgia beats Westlake, uh, I will not pick against Westlake. I have Westlake 
beating Collins Hill in the state championship again. Down to Class 6A again, starting in the top left. Some interesting names. Winder Barrow versus Harrison. Maybe a couple years ago, that would have been the state championship. We got Lovejoy in there. Coffee, Langston Hughes. How do you see the top left playing out? Um, I think the top left is going to be a... You know, pretty sneaky competitive games considering how I'm looking at potential Sweet 16 matches with Harrison versus Lovejoy and Heritage uh, versus Langston Hughes. That's who I have advancing. And um, I don't know if you want to call him a dark horse or not, but Langston Hughes has been really putting it on some teams. I mean, they they are red hot right now, uh, surging out of Region 5. They won 14 straight games. Langston Hughes is really good, and I could see them matching up with Lovejoy in that Elite 8. And uh, once you get there, I mean, I, I don't know, because re- remember, we, we cut so much slack last year saying we're not going to overthink it, the, the, the Lanier versus Lovejoy game. You know, best team on paper. You know, they they might beat them eight out of ten times, but all you have to do is be better uh, for one night and one night only. And Langston Hughes, they just have two seniors on the teams, but you know, Autumn Phillips is good. To uh, Tamia Stargell scores a lot of points. Tamisha Kane is a, a deep ball threat. Uh, Raven Thompson's a mismatch with some size. They have some pieces, and I wouldn't be surprised to see if they are, or, you know, they would be able to compete with Lovejoy and give them a game through three quarters. Um, but it's just way too hard to pick against Lovejoy. But I think that game could be uh, a sneaky close game. Uh, but of course, I'm going with Lovejoy to advance to the Final Four. In the bottom left side of Class 6A, you have Lanier, Glen County, Houston County, and Johns Creek. Kind of an interesting mix. A lot of travel there in that quadrant. Yeah, and. Uh, you're looking at Glen Academy, uh, who we currently have ranked fourth in the state, has been really, really good this year with Zoisha Smith going to Georgia, averaging 20 points, 12 rebounds. Um, but uh, Talia Hamilton, who I believe transferred in, I'll have to do a quick fact check on that. Uh, I apologize if I'm mistaken, but uh, she's been their leading scorer in a lot of games this year. Um She's uh you know averaging close to 12 points per game, but she's been every time I you know I'm looking at the stats, she's putting in you know 15 to 20 points uh, a night. So Glen Academy, uh, very diverse, and what potentially would set up would be a rematch um, with Lanier, who they they lost to last year in the Elite Eight, lost 42 to 31 at Lanier. Um, if those two teams hook up again, Glen Academy would have home court advantage this time. Uh, so that would probably help them out a lot. Um, but I'm looking at Glen Academy uh, slipping past Lanier in the second round. I think Lanier is just going to be way too big for Sequoia. Um, they're just going to bludgeon them inside with Lizzie Campbell and Christabel Azuma. And I think their guard plays just good enough. Zariah Davis was a region player of the year. She is uh, quite talented. And then Morgan Manley has blossomed as well. It's just an athletic wing that can do a little bit of everything. Uh, for Coach Slater, um, but I think Glen Academy, since Glen Academy does have them on the road, I think Glen Academy, I do have to favor them, even though I would preface this by saying Lanier's a really scary team, defending state champs, uh, going to be very stingy inside, defensively as well, they're going to be really tough, um, no one wants to see them right now, but Glen Academy, I, I just got to go with what Glen Academy's been able to do all season and having that home court advantage, I like them going to the Elite Eight, where I have them seeing Tri-Cities remain a four seed. 
Um, I think Tri-Cities is actually pretty good. Johns Creek coming out of Region 7, um, not as good as years past that region. And I think Tri-Cities has enough talent uh, to get past them and kind of make some noise. I mean, when they had uh, uh, Jayla Thompson transfer in, uh, she gave them a big shot in the arm offensively as a forward. And then uh, Shania McGee averaging 15 points and 8 rebounds. That's pretty good right there. And you have one other player. Uh, and double figures, Anisha Roberts as well. So that's a big three for Tri-Cities. I have them playing Glen Academy and the Elite Eight, um, but I do like Glen Academy to end that Cinderella story and go to the Final Four. Moving on to the top right quadrant, um, give me a sleeper and give me the second most likely team to make it in the Final Four in addition to your Final Four pick here. A sleeper on the top right-hand side. Let's see. You know, I'm going to go uh, with Alexander. Uh, I think Alexander, I watched them play earlier in this year. Uh, I think they have some good pieces. And with the Leah Fox Rome inside, a big six-foot, you know, monster, strong, physical rebounder, can score with her back to the basket. Uh, she's a double-double threat. I think she's going to anchor them inside. And then I think they have just enough good guard play with Abby Crawford, who shares the ball well. Uh, Kim Lawson is a spark plug. Chloe Pollock, uh, you know, they got a lot of good girls over there that share the ball uh, very well. So as a sleeper, I like the three-seat out of Region 5, Alexander. Um, but as far as who I'm thinking's coming out, uh, I'm going with Valdosta. Now, Valdosta... Uh, they might have a potential Elite Eight matchup uh, with Decula, and they lost at Decula earlier in the season, 43-40. Um, Valdosta jumped out on them early and led 17-5 after the first quarter, um, but then Decula had a big fourth quarter outscoring them 16-6 to grab that win. But uh, big-time post-presence matchup uh, when you're looking at Valdosta and Decula, Lazaria Spearman, Anchors Tequila, big-time double-double machine. Uh, but Valdosta is really good with Essence Cody, big six-foot-three freshman who's a highly touted prospect. Uh, Jayla Cody as well, you know, the older sister there, uh, another big girl. And then Jemiah Johnson, a, a tough guard. Um, so I'm, I'm liking Valdosta, and especially in that game right there, that's a, another one that's going to be big, big, big when you're determining home court advantage. Um, that's going to be a coin flip to, to, to see who gets that home court advantage. But if it's in Valdosta, I definitely like Valdosta to win. And even if it's not, I do feel like Valdosta, they might be primed to come out of South Georgia and make it to the Final Four. And finally, in the bottom right quadrant, I have some teams whose names you've heard and throw it around. Bradwell Institute versus Forest Park, an interesting two versus three matchup to open with Sprayberries in there. Douglas County, Grovetown are all in that bottom right quadrant, Kyle. Yeah, and I, I, I you know, I kind of switched uh, a couple things. We'll talk about it once we get to the Final Four. Um, but I do have Forest Park advancing to the Final Four. They've beaten some really good teams this year. Most of their losses are coming out of state or to Lovejoy. Um, Sanaya Fagan, Region Player of the Year, 17 points, 10 rebounds, 3 blocks. I think she's going to be a handful. But if I'm looking for... Uh, a potential, you know, just circle the game. Not going to say anything crazy is going to happen, but Sprayberry's coming in with a lot of momentum. Region 6 champs, Flauge, uh, I want to say Johnson, uh, she got eligible, and she has really turned that team around. 
under Coach Kelly Avery. Uh, Johnson's about a five foot ten, five foot eleven, you know, forward that plays all over the court. And then Anna Vereen's a six three freshman. Um, so Sprayberry's tough. I don't know if they're going to have enough guard play to compete with Forest Park, but uh, Johnson and Vereen, two big girls that are really talented, they can go toe to toe and uh, kind of give Forest Park some different looks. And, uh, you know, be schemed up well for them if they advance to that second round and meet them. I do like Forest Park to advance to the Final Four, but that Sprayberry game, I'm going to be interested to see. Can Sprayberry, uh, um, this young group, can they stick around uh, with a powerhouse like Forest Park? If they can't, you know, Forest Park is, you know, they're built to win this year. But if they are able to stick around, there's going to be a lot of good momentum heading into next season, especially considering there's only two seniors on Sprayberry's roster. And so your final four pick here and then your championship pick for all of 6A. Uh, I'm going with Forest Park to make it to the final four. And in my state championship, maybe a year late, but again, I'm just going to go chalk because that's what I'm most comfortable with. Not saying that these are stone cold locks, but I got Lovejoy versus Forest Park and I have Lovejoy beating Forest Park in the state championship. Now we'll move on down to 5A in the top left quadrant. Your first four games, Clark Central versus Riverwood, South Effingham versus Eagles Landing, Veterans at Griffin, and Rome at Southwest Decat. Kyle? Uh, I'm looking at this quadrant. Let me see what sticks out to me. Um, Veterans as a three seed. I mean, Veterans was ranked really high, uh, as high as number four a week previous before the final uh, state ranking, but they kind of fell apart in the region tournament and slipped to that that three seed, getting upset. Um, but veterans still tough with Stacy Jones going to Kennesaw State, uh, a rebounding machine inside at about six foot. She's going to be really tough inside. Um, but out of that quadrant, I'm looking at uh, Southwest DeKalb to advance to the Final Four. Uh, just looking at Southwest DeKalb's resume, you know they win ten straight games. Um, I'm going to pull it up right now just to make sure, but I don't even know. They might have lost only one game in-state to a Georgia team. Uh, just looking right now, they lost to Holy Innocence, who's, you know, no no, no joke right there. They lost to them by 19, and then they lost a team from Tennessee, Kentucky, uh, lost to Spain Park from Alabama, Hazel Green from Alabama, Bishop Kenny from Florida. Uh, so they've only been beaten once by a team in the state of Georgia, and that was against Holy Innocence, who arguably is you know a top five team in the entire state of Georgia. So Southwest Cab has really handled their business, and they've beaten good teams all throughout. I mean, they beat Stevenson by 12 points late in the season. Uh, obviously, they've handled Arabia Mountain. They've handled um columbia who can be tough at times uh they beat douglas 61 to 38 early in the season they blew out douglas county and they they beat woodland in the second game of the year 51 to 46 uh so i do like southwest to cap i think they're playing really good basketball they've been kind of flying under the radar all season long i have them up to number four right now which is i believe their their high water mark of the season but they're really tough and jayla kimbrough uh, i believe she was named region player of the year and, uh, you know, a five foot five senior guard, she's won a lot of games over her career. So I do like Southwest Cab to make it to the final four. Moving down to the bottom left quadrant in class 5A. Um, what do you see here, Kyle? Oh, I'm seeing uh, interesting top two matchups, you know, with region six, number three, Lithia Springs against region eight, 
number two, Loganville, and then Region 4, four seed, Jones County, who we still have in the top ten at number ten, uh, but they were sitting at that number three spot for a while. Uh, and I see them playing Statesboro, and those two teams already met earlier in the season. Uh, I want to say Jones County lost by one point when they played. They either lost or won by one point. I will get that uh, for you in just a second. But those two teams, very familiar with each other. So Jones County beat Statesboro 49-48 in their first meeting. So that's going to be a heck of a, a heck of a first-round matchup uh, for Statesboro. But they're going to be heading to Statesboro, so home court advantage for the Blue Devils. And then that Loganville versus Lithia Springs game. Lithia Springs, uh, they have a lot of size inside uh, with a Demeria Hines going to Wake Forest. And then they have a, a, a big freshman post presence um, and Amber Hurd, who's listed at six foot three. Uh, so those two alone are going to, you know, cause a lot of problems, I feel like. Uh, Hurd hasn't really done a whole lot this year, but, you know, you could always throw her in there and she could she can mix it up. Uh, but Cam Morris, she's averaging 14 points a game um, as a freshman. Uh, but Loganville, they've been really good. They played Buford tough a couple times. They haven't lost too many games. They've been well coached. Um, so I think Loganville can get out of that first round, but then uh, they might have some trouble in the second round. It's going to be a, a real toss-up, though, out of those top four teams, you know. Um, but I do think Statesboro gets out of it, out of those 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 four teams I mentioned. And then I have them seeing Kale in the Elite Eight. And I think Kale undefeated at this point. They, they beat all those good teams in Region 7, Crystal Henderson and all those freshmen that uh, showed up on, on campus this year. Uh, I think Kel good, and I think they're going to advance to the Final Four. In the top right quadrant, you have uh, some familiar names. You got Wayne County, Buford, Carrollton, Fayette County, all mismatched in that um, quadrant. Who do you think, or what do you think, the upset game is going to be in the round of 32, if there is going to be one? Uh, let's see. An upset game. Scrolling through here. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot of upsets i really love um maybe fayette county uh, at harris county but i think harris should be should be strong enough to uh to hold them off um i'm looking at some uh you know a really tough potential second round matchup for wayne county who's 23 and 2 only two losses uh coming to statesboro this year um but uh they're gonna run into buford i think buford locked and loaded to to win another state title this year. I think they're just too good, uh, too well coached, too balanced. Tate Walters going to Furman. Um, but uh, Ashia Willis, I think she's a really, really good point guard. And then Blair Wallace is a good three-point shooter. And, you know, just sprinkle in everybody else. Um, Caitlin Klein, all these girls just all mix and match are all very, very productive. So I think Wayne County... Uh, I think their season's going to end with three losses, and they're going to lose in that second round to Buford, which is going to be tough. But uh, um, Taryn Ward, um, you know, if she's if she's still in the mix there or not, we could we could see real quick if she's a you know a senior. Uh, but she's been their their best player. I, I believe she's still there as a senior this year. But Buford should beat them. And then I got Buford versus Carrollton. Carrollton, I love Carrollton. They they lost by I want to say two points to Kell and then by one point to Kell in the region championship. Carrollton's really good. Who I think might be their best offensive player, uh, Kende Obasoy. I know I pronounced that wrong, but 
Um, she's been out all season long. I think they're going to be scary, scary good next year. But Damari Flournoy, Region Player of the Year, tough guard, high major, interesting offers. She's really good. Um, Kenijah Daniel, uh, a big, talented freshman as well at about 5'10", 5'11". I like Carrollton, but just seeing how you know that, that matchup played out last year and when I thought Carrollton was pretty good last year, Carrollton lost to... Buford by 30 points, 62 to 32. I don't know what happened with that one. I think it should be much closer this time, but it's just too hard to pick against Buford. So I have the Wolves going to the Final Four. And so finally, the bottom right quadrant. Again, some more familiar names. Your home teams that will be hosting in the first round. Woodland, Stockbridge, Maynard, Jackson, Arabia Mountain, and Stars Mill reading down the line. Um, your Final Four pick here? Uh, Final Four pick, uh, I think it's really wide open i mean i'm seeing the teams that i think can get their woodland maynard jackson arabia mountain stars mill and i think even villarica is at three seed that they can get hot at the right time i, I wouldn't be surprised to see them win a couple games um but i'm thinking arabia mountain i uh, i i think arabia mountain they always have you know a lot of length and size and um they're always really tough they just gotta you know they haven't been able to beat Southwest of Cab, but other than that, they've been really good. Maori Pruitt was a first-team selection with Sidney Bunkley. Um, so I, I, I like Arabia Mountain. They have some good results, good resume. I think they can get past uh, you know Maynard Jackson, who it looks like is playing good basketball at the right time. Um, but I do like Arabia Mountain. If they can survive that tough first-round matchup and then another tough one with Stars Mill, who has a 21-game winning streak, I like Arabia Mountain to get to the Final Four. And I think you may have preempted yourself before I have to ask, ask the question, but for your 5A champion and runner-up. I have Buford on a collision course with Kell. And I think Buford with the senior leadership, Tate Walters, that system, I think they're going to be able to press. I think they're going to be able to turn over Kell uh, enough. I think they're going to be able to fluster uh, Crystal Henderson just enough. I think it should be a pretty good game, but... Um, I think Buford's just going to know know how to win this type of game. I mean, they beat Villarica last year when that was Villarica's state title to win, but they were able to make um, – they were able to really really take the Asian Merrill out of the game, make her a passer instead of a score. They're one – you know, their true, their true size advantage now. Buford with Tamori Planting transferring in at about six foot. They have some size that can help rebound. Um, I just think Buford's going to be uh, – too fundamentally sound, and I think it'll be a good game, but I, I do like Buford to win another state title. We're going to move it down to Class 4A in the top left quadrant. You got the likes of Luella, Baldwin, Flowery Branch, and Sandy Creek in here. Um, who are your Sweet 16 matchups, and then who's going to advance all the way to the Final Four here? Uh, yeah, this is a, going to be a really good tournament, uh, I'd like to think. Um especially that top left-hand side. I mean, Gilmer has spent time ranked, Stevens County ranked, Luella ranked, Baldwin's been ranked at one point. Uh, Flowery Branch maybe really early in the season. They, they might have been in there. They might not have been. Uh, I want to say they, they were. You might want to fact-check me on there. Um, but Sandy Creek as well. Um, but I, I got Stevens County versus Luella, and I have Baldwin versus Sandy Creek. And uh, I'm going with Luella to uh, get to the Final Four this year. Um, they're really good. I think this could be the year where they kind of turn the corner as far as getting into the Final Four again. Uh, 
know, doing some good things. You know, Paris Miller is a sophomore now, and Keely Brown is going to Fresno State. Um, that's a really, really dynamic duo right there. Uh, so I do see them getting to the Final Four, and uh, I think I had them beating Baldwin in the Elite Eight. It looks like, uh, but Sandy Creek, you know, they only have like six players. Um, they, it seems like they're starting to play some better basketball. But if they get into any foul trouble or anything bad happens, uh, they just don't have enough depth. But but Deja Powell going to uh, Texas Tech inside, um, and then. Hodges at the guard position that does everything for that team. Uh, they're really tough, but I do like Luella beating Baldwin in the Elite Eight. In the bottom left quadrant, um, maybe some names that aren't as familiar here. Pickens at Oconee County, Druid Hills, Spalding, Burke County at America, Sumter, and Cedartown at Marist are your four matchups. Yeah, that's, uh, again, some good teams. Just looking at Spalding, they're ranked number three. America Sumter, ranked number two. Marist, ranked number six. Uh, there's not a lot of losses uh, between those teams. I mean, Spalding's 21-4, and four, America Sumter 24-2, and two, and Marist is 25-1. and one. Um, With that being said, uh, I have Spalding hooking up with Americus in the Elite Eight. Uh, and America Sumter has been really, 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 really good this year, uh, anchored uh, by Miss Reese, uh, Jalissa Reese. I believe she's going to Troy. She's averaging a big-time double-double. And then Trinity Jones transferred in from Fitzgerald to give him more scoring. Um, but Spalding is a team that's been there the past two, three years now. Uh, Coriana Evans is a great player, a terrific player at six-foot-tall. Um, a double-double threat. She's had some big games, whether it be winning the, the state championship her sophomore year or even last year as a junior, you know, battling Carver uh, tooth and nail in that state title game. Uh, I like her. Uh, Kirsten Milner has stepped up her game on the perimeter, averaging 13 points. And then Nariah Slayton transferring in. She does a little bit of everything for Spalding. And uh, just a team that's been there versus a team that hasn't been there. I mean, America Sumter was there a, a few years back when they only had about six or seven players on that roster. Um, so they were really good back then, but I'm just liking what I've seen lately, and what I've seen lately is Spalding, and I think Spalding, again, with that, that winning pedigree, they've seen a lot of good teams, and I think they'll be they'll be ready to compete with Americus, and I think Spalding will get back to the Final Four. In the top right side, your two one-seed uh, teams not unfamiliar to being in this position, St. Pius X and Carver-Columbus. Uh, yeah, Woodward is who I'm going to say right here, though. Woodward and Carver-Columbus, I think those two teams are on a collision course to meet in the Elite Eight, Ramin. Um, Carver, obviously, uh, is big, real big, with Olivia Cochran. I believe she was named an All-American going to Louisville. Big inside. Uh, and Sean Jones, another six foot three move in and then you got a uh, kiki Gaines, who's a big what about six foot guard athletic can dunk um so that's that's a big three right there um but woodward i mean i don't know how many teams has carver played that has a, a, a an unstoppable force in sydney bowls like woodward does and you know with carver they've they've always been so much bigger than everybody else and they can really pound you inside but Woodward's long. They're big. I mean, uh, you're looking at Sydney Bowles as about a, a six-foot guard. Um, 
Mackenzie Mooring, she's about six foot six one. I believe it's Sarah Lewis, who's about six one, six two as well. So Woodwork can throw out about looks like about three girls that are you know over six foot tall. Uh, so they're gonna they're gonna be long. They're lanky. They're long. Uh, they're really good. I know they got beat by Green Force twice and then got upset. Uh, by McDonough, I believe it is, uh, that really put them at this at this three seed. Um, so it's going to be a little bit tougher of a route. But, I mean, Sydney Bowles, she's averaging 25 points, 10 rebounds, five steals, uh, just under three assists a game. Uh, and then, a, you know, a spark plug that I think can make a really big difference in this game is Kyle Lanier. Um, you know, real small, maybe like 5'6", five, 5'7", five, 5'5", five, five, I don't know, somewhere in the 5'6", five, five, range. Uh, but she's athletic, she's high motor, she's scrappy, she knows how to play, she gets after it, and she stuffs the stat sheet and gets a lot of steals. Um, I really think this Woodward versus Carver game, I wouldn't be overly surprised if Woodward won this game. Now, the one thing is, Sydney Bowles, sometimes she can live and die with the jump shot. She's not necessarily that super explosive. Can't really just put her head down and get to the basket. But she's got such a great pull-up game. And she, you know, two dribbles, three dribbles, get to her spot, elevate, and hit that jumper. And if that shot's locked in, uh, you know, Woodward's really, really good. Um, the only thing here is, it's going to Carver. That's a long ways from home. Columbus is far, far away. And you are a team that is very young. You're, you're loaded with sophomores and, you know, juniors and a freshman here and, uh, and Lewis. So youth and a huge game, again, in, uh, you know, a circus environment where it's going to be wild and crazy. And Carver does have that star power. Um, I think Carver wins this one close. But, again, if Woodward – if Woodward pulls it out, I would not be surprised. What I would be surprised, though, is if Carver blows them out. If Carver is somehow to beat Woodward by, you know, 15 points or plus, uh, I would be very, very surprised. And I would think Carver is going to win the state title and they're going to win it running away. And finally, to the bottom right quadrant of the bracket, I'm not sure how many teams here have are currently ranked in the end of season rankings or have been ranked throughout the season. Kyle, can you enlighten me? Uh, so we're looking at Troop, who's currently ranked number seven in the state. Cross Creek's ranked number eight in the state. Uh, Madison County spent time in the polls. Uh, McDonough, uh, they spent time in the poll early in the season. Uh, so those are your teams you're really keeping an eye on. Uh, and with that being said, uh, you know, it, it's going to be really tough. Just looking at, you know, a, a four versus one matchup, Northwest Whitfield, not quite as dominant as they've been in years past, but good enough to win that Region 6 title over Gilmer this year. But they're going to be playing against the reigning Miss Sandy Spiel basketball, the Gatorade Player of the Year, uh, Kayla McPherson. She is phenomenal. She's a five-star talent. She's averaging, gosh, what, like 35 points, something like that, 30 points, seven rebounds, seven assists. I mean, she's phenomenal. She's the whole team. Um, I think she's going to give Northwest Whitfield a lot of trouble with her athleticism and her scoring. And I think if she can get just enough support from a couple of her supporting cast, you know, six, seven, you know, six points here, eight points there, I think Madison County is going to upset Northwest Whitfield in the first round. Um, But, again, I'm I'm looking at uh, Troop County versus Cross Creek, a potential matchup in the Sweet 16 at at the the bottom of that right-hand side. Uh, I think that could be the game that decides who goes to the Final Four. Troop County just lost their last, you know, their only game of the season in the region tournament, getting upset by Sandy Creek 
And I saw them play, but I did not see them play with Anaya Palmer, who is, makes them a completely different team, an athletic uh, six-foot sophomore, blocking shots, getting out and running, scoring, doing a little bit of everything. But, uh, you know, mixing her in the mix, mix with Amber Gilbert, a big physical four that can score the ball. And then Alexia Murphy, uh, a tough-nosed freshman that's about 5'9", that can rebound, can score, uh, gritty. That's a good big three right there. And I think Troop will be the team that somehow advances out and gets to the Final Four. And I think if they do get to the Final Four, it's going to be very well-deserved. And so before we move on, who is your championship pick in Class 4A? Uh, I think they're going to meet again. And that meeting is going to be Carver and Spalding, especially if Carver can beat Woodward, and especially, especially if they can beat Woodward in convincing fashion. Um, I think Carver just enough squeaks by Spalding uh, one more time to win another state title. We will take it down to Class 3A now, Carl. Uh, top left, your home teams, Ringgold, Rutland, Beach, and Cedar Grove. Uh, and again, I know I just said I think Class 4A is going to be really fun. I think Class 3A is going to be interesting as well because, boy, if you if you read any of our, our rankings throughout the season, uh, we were preaching how strong Region 7 is. And lo and behold, Region 7 gets five teams in, getting Lumpkin County in at that at-large bid. Um, but uh, I, I see some good, interesting matchups on this left-hand side, especially that, that four-versus-one game between Cedar Grove and uh, Dawson County. Dawson County um, got the four seed, so they're going to be going on the road, and it's going to be really tough because Cedar Grove is going to be athletic, and they're going to be tough. Uh, Raquela Johnson was a first-team selection. Leela Easterly, a first-team pick as well out of Region 5. And Japan Bailey, a second-round or a second-team pick. So Cedar Grove has been a pleasant, pleasant surprise. They've been really good this year. We got them ranked number seven right now. Ended up winning that region. They're 18 and five. And uh, just you know, looking at what Cedar Grove's done this year, they have uh, you know quietly played a really good schedule. I mean, 18 and five. I'm looking at who they've beaten. You know, they lost their first game of the season by 20 to Green Force, who's really good. But they beat Westminster twice. Um, they, they were able to beat Elite Scholars. They blew them out. Uh, they lost to Troop by just four points. They lost to a Foley team out of Alabama who already has 30 wins. They lost to them by only nine points. Uh, they had that one slip-up against Pace Academy when they got beat by 20, which is a, a, an anomaly. Uh, but other than that, I mean, they've been really tough. Uh, so I, I think Cedar Grove, uh, I think they're going to be able to give Dawson County some problems. Uh, Marley Townley's really good inside for Dawson County. And then Sophia uh, De Oliveira going to uh, Liberty. Uh, she's a quick playmaker. But I think Cedar Grove having it in DeKalb County, I like Cedar Grove to advance where they'll play beach and Again, Beach isn't quite at that level, you know, as they've been in years past. Considering how, you know, your best player transfers over to Johnson, that kind of uh, hurts, uh, hurts the team a little bit. But they've been scrappy and they've been good this year. And I can't pick against Beach, so I got Beach advancing on to the Final Four on that top left-hand side. On the bottom left-hand side. Calhoun at Morgan County Central making it Tattnall County, Savannah at Worth County, and Pace Academy at North Hall. Oh, boy. Um, Tattnall County always seems to play good basketball at this time of year, and I think, uh, you know, they kind of 
they were running that three spot out of Region 2 all year long, and they kind of snuck up on Pierce and Brantley and were able to grab uh, the region title and I, I think they're gonna uh, I think they're gonna keep up that hot play and I think they're gonna be able to uh, get to the elite eight uh, you know home court advantage gonna loom large here uh, but the team I'm going with to win that quadrant and get to the final four uh, I'm going with North Hall uh, ranked number five in the state right now just beat GAC in a nail biter to claim the number one seed out of region seven which is a gauntlet but I really was impressed when I saw North Hall dissect uh, Cherokee Bluff. They, they, they look fantastic. Macy Gillespie, really good with the ball in her hand. She's really quick, makes good decisions. She's pesky on defense. Uh, she spreads the ball around. They're really good. They can shoot the ball. Grace Hallfield is a six-foot senior uh, that can knock down shots and can really space the floor, good three-point shooter. And I was most impressed with Lawrence Swanson, uh, just very, you know, skilled player on that wing, about 5'9", but can go inside and out and can knock down some shots. Uh, you know, big four seniors on that roster with Ansley Smallwood involved as well. Uh, I think this team is really, really talented. And it's, you know, those four seniors and they got two sophomores and the rest of the roster is all freshmen. So it's a really good team in North Hull. And uh, I think with their, you know, the, the, the way they move the ball around, the way they play with each other, the way they know each other, and then coming off that big, big win over GAC, uh, I like North Hall to continue rolling, and I think they're going to roll all the way to the Final Four. That will move us down to the – or sorry, move us up, back up to the top right quadrant here. Give me your Final Four pick and a sleeper here, Kyle. Huh. Final Four pick, it, it, you know, it's going back and forth between Jefferson – and GAC, GAC, uh, ranked number four at 15 and 12, but they have hands down played the toughest schedule in the state in Class 3A with Kaylee Addy over, averaging just under 21 points per game. Then J.C. Bolden's really good as well. Um, that's a really tough team. I think they're definitely going to advance on to the Elite Eight, uh, and I see them facing Jefferson. Uh, and between those two teams, it's going to be, you know, it's 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 very close to call, but I feel like. Jefferson, they're going to have some home court advantage. Uh, Livy Blackstock, Region Player of the Year, really good. Uh, Deshauna Gaither gives them some athleticism on the wing. And um, Courtney Kidd has been really, really, really came on strong for them this season. So I think Jefferson can get past GAC in a, a hard-fought, close matchup. And as far as a, a sleeper team out of this this quadrant, um, even with that being said, you know, with Jefferson uh, – Quola Creek has been really good as a uh, as a four seed this year. They they really stumbled uh, lately all the way to the four seed, but they have a good record. They they've had some ups and downs. I don't know if they're dealing with any injuries, but if there was uh, a sleeper team, I'm thinking either Quola Creek or even number two out of Region Two, Pierce County. Both those teams have spent time in the top ten. And finally, the bottom right quadrant of Class Three A, Kyle. Um, everything I've been told this year is Johnson is even better than they were last year. Obviously, when you suck up the best player from your, uh, you know, your biggest rival, Beach and Jada Burgess, and she goes on to, uh, I want to say she probably ended up winning Region Player of the Year. Uh, actually, she didn't. She uh, was a first team where Madison Evans from Beach got that award. But I mean, she's she's really tough. She's really good, uh, and they they they're long. Uh, Amani Hamilton. A sophomore listed at 6'1". She's averaging just under three blocks per game. 
11 points, 7 rebounds. Like Kyla Hankerson, who hit that huge 3 to pretty much uh, beat Hart County last year in the state title game. She's back. She's improved. Annalisa Baker's still there. Um, Johnson's going to win this quadrant. Uh, I think that first-round matchup with Lumpkin will be a good test for them. Lumpkin County, uh, out of Region 7, I mean, they beat GAC twice, and they blew them out. Uh, I want to say they blew them out twice. I know they beat them by about 30 points at least once. Um, so Lumpkin County does have that ability. If they can get hot, you know, Kate Jackson inside is pretty tough. And then Isabel uh, Davenport, Region Player of the Year, she's really good as well. Um, but that's just going to be, you know, that's that's really tough to go down to Johnson. I think they're just going to be outmanned there. And then in that second round matchup, uh, you know, Fannin County versus Westminster, that's going to be a heck of a, a heck of a battle. Fannin County without Morgan Holt, uh, their their best player, but Becca Ledford was terrific, tremendous in beating Lumpkin County in the region tournament. Really impressed with her. And then they have a, you know, they got people that can really step up and knock down shots. Um, and, you know, especially, uh, you know, you're looking at uh, who was it? Natalie Thomas hit, I want to say it was like six threes in that region tournament to get them uh, into the state tournament. Um, but they're going up against Westminster and Courtney Ogden, who it might be the best freshman in the state of Georgia, averaging about 20 points, 10 rebounds per game. She's a, a, a you know, a future star player. She's not already a star player. Uh, so I think Fannin County is going to fall to Westminster in a hard-fought, tough game. I wouldn't be surprised to see Fannin County win that game since Fannin County is uh, especially battle-tested. But I think Courtney Ogden is just going to be way too tough. And then Ogden versus Johnson, that's that one superstar player going up against Johnson. Um, it'll be interesting to see how she does against them. Uh, but Westminster is just loaded with freshmen. The top four scores, all freshmen. And I think Johnson might smell blood in the water. Uh, but either way, I see Johnson advancing all the way to the Final Four. And as that is the fourth quadrant of Class 3A, your championship pick and your runner-up. I have Johnson Adams Smashers versus North Hall in the state championship. And I have Johnson winning yet again another state title, bringing it back down to the coast. And now we're down to Class 2A. Kyle, once you get down here, um, we usually say Class 2A is fun. And this year, especially more so, maybe in all of the 16 brackets we've broken down or will be breaking down for you here shortly. Boys and girls, Class 2A here on the girls' side has had the most recent interesting developments in the region tournaments. Makes for some interesting seeding and some interesting um, state tournament play. So we'll jump right into the top left quadrant. Yeah, Region 8 is where everything starts and stops, really. Um, uh, you know, just jumping ahead on a different quadrant. I mean, Raven County was ranked number one at one point in the season. Um, and then they, they, they fall all the way to the four seed, and they're sitting there ranked number 10 in the state uh, at 23 and 3. They're really good, but we'll touch on them some more. Uh, but Putnam County, uh, out of Region 8, they got the three seed, and I see them playing Laney in the second round. And Jashanti Simmons is really, really good, and I don't know if Laney has that quite that star power that they've had in years past, but you know, it's just a it's a factory over there. Laney just you know come in and turn into a you know state champion. They just got so many girls that Coach Smart throws out there, and they all seem to end up working no matter what. They're led by three seniors now: uh, Nakia Booker. Uh, Raquana Drayden, and then Whitney Anderson, those three all averaging double figures. So they're, they're really tough. I think Putnam can 
hang with them for a little bit, considering that they they have a really good resume. But I mean, Laney at Laney, it's just going to be too much to handle. And I see Laney um, getting past Southwest Macon in the Elite Eight to advance to the Final Four. But as far as an upset goes here, I do have Gordon Central beating Bremen in the first round. Mercedes Coleman. Uh, I think she's going to be a little too athletic for Bremen. I think she's going to be just good enough to, to squeeze out a tight game. Down to the bottom left quadrant here, Banks County, Vidalia, Thomasville, and Rockmart are your home teams. Uh, I think this one is shaping out to be pretty good for Vidalia, to be honest with you. Vidalia, we got them ranked number five in the state. Uh, just won the Region 2 tournament. Um they're, they're, they've played really well this year. They've really been really, really good. Uh, Jashia Jones has been very, very important to that team. Uh, I, I think they have a, a clean route. I do think they have a pretty clean route to get there. Uh, you know, Dresden Clark was a second-team pick as well. Uh, so they're pretty balanced, I feel like. Um, I got them going to the Final Four. I, I see them beating, beating East Lawrence in the Elite Eight. Um Rockmart with uh, Kiara Berry, I mean, she scores about 85-90% of their team's points. I know she scored like 44 of their team's like 57 points or so in the the, the region championship to beat Chattooga. But eventually they're going to start seeing teams that have, you know, not as good athletes uh, as her, but at least girls that are somewhat athletic in their own right. And I think, you know, you can't just rely on one player to score the ball all throughout the tournament. But um I think East Lawrence, they might be able to knock off Rock, Rock Mart in that second round. But either way, uh, I do like Vidalia getting to the Final Four. But if we're just looking at um, – if we are just looking at quadrants as far as strongest quadrants, I would say that bottom left-hand side is the weakest quadrant. Uh, so if there is a team to you know, come out of there and make some noise as a three or four seed, uh, I would say it would have to come from that bottom left-hand side. Because we look at the top right quadrant and – Obviously, it's a bit stronger if the bottom left is a bit is the weakest one. But how much stronger is that top right quadrant, Kyle? Um, I think it is pretty strong. Uh, considering when we're looking at Early County, Butler, and Union County, uh, Butler is not currently ranked. They spent a little bit of time in there, but not not often uh, or not recently. They've been in there, but they're in there. Uh, Bryan County's in there uh, with Alana Rawls going to Columbus State. That's going to be a really, really good first-round matchup. That's the one to circle. Uh, Butler going to Bryan County. Uh, that will be a good one. But, I mean, Butler's been good. Butler, uh, you know, they played teams tight early on in the season. I, I know they beat Grovetown by one point early in the year, uh, which has proved to be a good matchup. They lost to Cross Creek by 10 twice. Uh, they played Laney to 9 points. They played them to 10 points. Um so they they they've stuck around with them. Uh, they've lost to Josie by one point, by seven points, by ten points. So yeah, they're they're right there. They they're very firm in that that three hole out of Region Four, and uh, I I think they're a dangerous team. Um, so I, I think they can. I think they do uh, go to Bryan County, and I I think they do steal a win. I think they're just able to hold off Alana Rawls just enough. Uh, and are able to escape there with the win, but uh, wouldn't be a surprise, you know. Either way, it's a two versus three game. Uh, Bryan County could obviously win that one and advance to the Elite Eight. Um, 
but I do like Butler to get past them. And then Butler, I, I have them seeing Union County uh, in the Sweet 16. And Union County, uh, I mean, they, they came out of that very tough Region 8, and they, they won that region. Um, now, it wasn't very pretty in the region championship, beating uh, Banks County, um, what was it, 37-33, not, 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 not pretty, very low scoring to start the game. Um, but they beat Putnam County by eight points. Uh, they were never able to beat Raven. They got beat pretty badly when they, they played them. Um, so it might be a blessing in disguise, but Union County – they're big. They can punch the ball inside. Ava Hunter's really good on the low block, averaging 16 points and nine rebounds. She's going to be a handful. Andalyn Hill's a really wiry wing, very athletic guard, can get after it. Um, you know, Ellie Cook, a freshman, has had a good season. Uh, you know, Brooke Dockery is a senior. Kate McCarter, another big physical post presence, is a senior. So Union County is really big. And if they have home court advantage, um, they're not going to be able to have you – know, I don't think they're going to be quite as athletic maybe as Butler. Uh, but I think those, you know, those ground and pound post presences, I think they're going to pay dividends. And, you know, seeing the Raven Counties and the Putnams of the world, uh, even Elbert County – uh, who was a good team this year. I think that's going to pay off and have Union County advancing to the Elite Eight. And I see them playing Early County, and I see Early County winning that one because Michaela Timpson is there, six foot three, double-double machine. Uh, really, really good if you don't know about her. Uh, I don't know how you don't know about her by now, but she is super talented. And uh, I think they're going to have just, just enough uh, to get back to the final four, I think they'll they'll be able to get there. Uh, and to Zia Jones, you know Jordan Eford at the wing, um, really like Early County to get back to the final four. And finally, in this bottom right quadrant, this may be the strongest quadrant in two A. Your opening round matchups: you got Jeff Davis at Josie, Rabin County at Douglas, Washington County's in there. Kyle, uh, do some magic over here. Yeah, Josie ranked number four in the state. Uh, then you got that that two teams that were ranked number one at one point in the season. You got current number one Douglas hosting uh, former number one Raven County. They slipped all the way to the ten seed or the ten spot and and the four seed in Region Eight. We just touched on. And then uh, you know, Washington County is really good at the bottom there. And Dade County is a really good basketball team, very good team. Um, so that's going to be tough. Raven County, I mean. Uh, I, I think just the, the quickness and the you know the size of, of Douglas is going to hurt them. A Kenya King averaged a big double double this year. Averaged like 17 points and 15 rebounds uh, at 6'3". She's just really big. Raven County's going to struggle to keep her off the glass. Kayla Sesbury is a really quick ball handler. She does um, a lot of important things. She's really their engine. Uh, on that roster, uh, but Ashanti Weems at five foot ten wing, again, super athletic slasher, uh, gonna be really tough to stop, especially if this game gets in transition. I think Douglas is just gonna keep scoring and scoring. Uh, now, if, if Raven County can get Douglas into a half court game and uh, make Douglas shoot a lot of threes, I think Raven County could could you know potentially give them some trouble. But, you know, it's, it's going to be in Atlanta. This is the defending state champions. Um, it, it's just going to be really hard, especially with that size. And then, you know, just that, that pure athleticism, that pure speed that Douglas is going to throw at them. Um, you know, the big three of Lake and Styles, and then Destiny and Gracie Dietz is going to have to play a flawless game. Uh, but I think Douglas is going to be too much. And I, then I think they got a really good matchup uh, with Josie in the second round. And Josie's been uh, – 
again, that you know, Laney owns them. Uh, they've won about 35 straight games or so. They 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 obviously can't beat Laney, uh, but they can beat pretty much everybody else and anybody else in Class 2A. So as long as they avoid them, um, they're in good shape. With the Monty Jones has had a good year. Deja Huck, uh, you know, even freshman as well, and Ariana Booker. Um, Josie's back and very good, but I think Douglas will be just just strong enough to win in a really good tight tight game. But I wouldn't be overly surprised if Josie uh, got over the hump in that one. And then lastly, I got Douglas advancing to play Washington County, and Washington County really good with Miracle Parker, uh, really 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 good, uh, and they they don't have huge monster size. Um, but Parker is the real deal. She is really tough. And then Destiny Ellison, I know she hurt her hand uh, on senior night. If she's back healthy, uh, she's going to be a, a big piece for them. And then Ashley Gray, uh, about 5'9", forward, rebounds the ball really well. I like them advancing to the Elite Eight, but I think Douglas, again, I'm just, I'm just going with what I know. And I think Douglas uh, gets to the Final Four, but it's not going to be getting there without an easy – or without a difficult pass, I mean – path if they can beat Rabin if they can beat Josie if they can beat Washington County uh they're living right that is a, a, a absolute gauntlet uh to get out of that quadrant and get to the final four but I think Douglas I think they're very confident I think they do have enough to get there but I wouldn't be overly shocked if they do fall with that treacherous path and your championship pick Kyle um it looks like I have early county uh, getting to the title game, and I have them beating Laney. Um, early County might have been there, uh, you know, no pun intended, but a year too early last year. But Early County, again, Michaela Timpson, no one's going to be able to match up with her. Uh, she's an absolute monster, and if she stays out of foul trouble and they're able to get her the ball and establish her all throughout the game, and then, you know, Tazia Jones is tough as well inside, and Jordan Eford, like I said, on the wing. Uh, I do like Early County, and I think they're going to win the state title this year. We will take it down to a private now on power ranking system. 24 teams are in, so eight teams have a first round bye. Your eight teams in order from one to eight. St. Francis, Holy Innocence, Hebron Christian, um, Stratford Academy, Wesleyan, Green Forest, Calvary Day, and Mount Perrin all have bye. So the nine plays the 24 and onwards. Um, any wonky rankings here, Kyle? And what do you see? Um, looking over it, everything looks, uh, you know, I think Galloway again, Galloway, I felt like Galloway got screwed on the boys' side. Uh, they love giving Galloway that 15 seed. I think Galloway's better than a 15 seed. Um, so that's really tough. But, uh, like we said, every year it's usually been three spots, you know, automatically filled. Wesleyan's always going to be in the final four. St. Francis is always going to be in the final four. Holy Innocence is always going to be in the final four. And in recent memory, it's always been Calvary Day and Stratford Academy, and then sometimes even Lakeview Academy fighting for that fourth spot. But throw that out the window because the fourth spot's going to Hebron. The final four is going to be St. Francis, Wesleyan, Holy Innocence, and Hebron. Um, And the only team that could crack in there could possibly be Green Force against Hebron, but I think Hebron's going to shoot too well from the outside, and they're going to negate all that size. Uh, that Green Force has inside. So that's going to be your final four, St. Francis, Wesleyan, Holy Innocence, and Hebron. Um, I guess the most interesting stuff you could say would be the Elite Eight matchups. 
Mount Perrin versus St. Francis. Mount Perrin's played them close, you know, a game or two here and there. But I know in the, the region championship, St. Francis just finally rolled them over and steamrolled them. Uh, so St. Francis uh, over Mount Perrin. Then on the bottom left-hand side, um, Wesleyan over Stratford. Stratford, they're, you know, they're, they're going to get beat badly by Wesleyan. They just can't compete at that level. They're really good, but they're not at that, that super team level good. Uh, top right-hand side, I think Elka versus Calvary Day and the uh, the Sweet 16 will be an interesting matchup, uh, especially if Veronica Hip is hitting her three balls and Jalissa Dunlap's really tough as well. Kelsey Lynn Oxidine, uh, it's a good big three right there. Uh, I think they'll get past Calvary Day, who's kind of been up and down, uh, even though you know they've been really good, but I haven't been necessarily sold on just how good Calvary Day is this year. I thought they'd be a little bit better considering they have pretty much everyone coming back from last year's team, but I got Elka playing Holy Innocence. I see Holy Innocence smacking them by about 25, 30 points. Uh, and then at that bottom side, like I said, Green Forest versus Hebron. That's the the one game where maybe if anyone can get in there, uh, other than uh, Hebron, it could be Green Forest just because they are so freaking big. Um, they have all that size, and I don't even want to try and butcher these names, but you know, you got a, a six foot four post in Lower Putu. Averaging 15 points per game, uh, Mareem Doof averaging 16 points, and you know they're 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 really good. They're really good. But Hebron Christian and Jan Azar, uh, they're built for this, and uh, they're going to advance to the final four. And this is where it comes to coaching. It's going to come down to coaching in these games because most of these teams are pretty much even. Um, St. Francis always kind of had like the best roster in the state over the past couple years and I've kind of learned my lesson a few times uh, not picking them because they've had some epic failures once they got into the final four um, I'll have to read those off for you real quick but um, St. Francis has always been really good and just you know looking at it last year they, they had a great record they're blowing everybody out and then they play Wesleyan and they lost by 14 points so it wasn't as terrible as uh, you know years pass but uh, I know the year before that, it did not go well. Again, they had a really good team. They were loaded, steamrolling everybody. Um, they got blown out 71-49 to 49 by Wesleyan. Um, and even the, the year before that, you know, they lost by two in a heartbreaker to a Holy Innocence way back when in 2016-17. So St. Francis, they have not been able to get over the hump against the other elites uh, once they get to the Final Four and the state championship. But this year... I think St. Francis, I mean, as long as they can score in the half court, I know they love to overwhelm teams with their length and their press and athleticism and just get out and kill teams. But if they can do it this year, they have players that can do it in the half court. Savannah Samuel, well-traveled, but she's going to Oregon State really, really, really good, averaging 21 points per game. Amir Abdurrahim, uh, I believe she's going to Notre Dame, I think I just saw, but she's another uh, player that is – Healthy after she got hurt last year, 6-3, plays multiple positions. Maya Moore, 1,000-point score at the guard spot, really good. And then everyone else just, you know, files in and gives you, you know, six points here and there. Uh, uh, but with that big three, I think that's a good big three. I think they can beat Wesleyan this year. Uh, AC Carter, when she's on, she's really, really good for Wesleyan. And then Paige Lines as well uh, really makes that team go. But outside of those two um, – you know, they get Lonnie Brown here and there, but I don't think they're going to be able to get uh, quite enough uh, offense. Alyssa Phillips, good inside, but St. Francis is really big, and I think they, she, you know, they could 
negate her impact on the game. So I think San Francis, if they can get the you know everything settled down, I think San Francis can get over that Wesleyan hump and get into the state tournament, uh, into the state tournament championship, and then you're looking at the other side, Holy Innocence versus Hebron. Whew, it's it's tough to pick against. Either one of those teams. I mean, Hebron's been really, really good this year. Uh, undefeated. They've been just drilling everybody. Uh, they're big. They're long. They have a really good front court. Uh, you're looking at uh, Malia Fisher at six foot two. Jesse Parrish at six foot two. Nicole Azer, five eleven, three point Dynamo, who just went for like forty points in the region ch- tournament, region championship. It might have been hit like ten threes. Uh, she's a big time floor spacer. Carly Fahey at the guard spot. Carly Hedger guard, uh, you know, uh, a post actually at six three. So they, they're so long, and they have just enough good guard play. Ella Hurd as well. Uh, but then Holy Innocence, they do have Jill Hollingshed, who might be one of the you know a top five player in the state, and she's a five star recruit at six foot four. She's inside out. She's really really good. Jada Farrell's a big physical wing, uh, you know. And Olivia Hutcherson has been good as a freshman as well. Uh, really tough matchup. Um, coin flip game for me remain. Uh, I, I guess I'm, I'm going with who has the best player on the floor and the overall best player on the floor is Jill Hongshed. And I think she will be able to impact that game. Uh, might not completely dominate, but, you know, you're looking at a – a likely double double, but you know Jan Azer is going to have a really good game plan for. Her, but it is, it's still very hard to pick against uh, Holy Innocence. So I have Holy Innocence somehow finding their way past undefeated Hebron, and then in the state championship game, I just feel like if it's ever their year, it's got to be this year for St. Francis uh, with Samuel and Abdur Rahim and more. Uh, I think St. Francis uh, finds a way to knock off Holy Innocence in a very tightly contested state championship that will do it for a private um now on to bracket number eight on the girls side bracket 16 overall as part of our state bracketology series class a public similar situation power rank 24 teams total for top eight get a buy nine place 24 and onwards kyle take us home uh yeah um i'm looking at this you know class a public usually uh pretty wide open at least compared to class a private uh but my my, my final four teams are uh central talbotton uh i have greenville i have clinch county and i have wheeler county so that's the number one seed central the number five seed greenville uh the number two seed clinch and the number three seed wheeler county uh, central versus Greenville. I see that game in the final four. Those two teams have hooked up before. Uh, Central's only loss of the season came to Greenville, 72-65. But then they spanked Greenville 60-34. And in their last meeting in the region championship, they drilled them again, 58-29. So uh, Central definitely trending in the right direction. Greenville, um, they they're, they're, they struggle against them. Uh, Bernila Sparks, 22 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals. Almost two blocks per game. The junior's been really, really, really dominant. About five foot eight. She's been tremendous for the Hawks. And she's got enough help in Shakima Marshall and Rajo Johnson as well. So I have Central going to the championship game. Clinch County versus Wheeler. 
Uh, a lot of good guards in this one. Uh, Clinch County, obviously, they're led by that that tremendous duo of uh, Angel McRae and Zahia Johnson. Uh, those two can get up and go uh, really, really good this year. I think they're going to have no trouble advancing to the Final Four where they'll see Wheeler County. And Wheeler County coming off a nice win over Calvary Day in that region uh, three championship finally got over that hump, beat that private school. Uh, Wheeler County is really good, um, especially with that big three there. Uh, you're looking at Kiana Mincy, 18 points, four rebounds, five assists, four steals a game. Samaria Bryant's been good for a long time. Another senior, 17 points, five rebounds, five assists, five steals. And then uh, inside uh, at about 5'11, Leela Wright, uh, she's averaging almost 14 points, 10 rebounds, five assists, and three steals. So uh, it's, it's a senior-laden group. And then the fourth leading scorer, you know, Teriana Cummings, five points, five rebounds. That's another senior. So your top four players, all seniors. Clinch County, uh, you know, those those girls are juniors. You're looking at uh, Johnson and uh, McRae. I want to say they're both juniors. Um, but that senior that senior leadership of Wheeler, I think they've been, they've been striving towards this for four years now. I like them to get past clinch and then play central in the state title game. And again, with all those seniors, I like Wheeler County to pull it out and beat central in another really good state championship game. I just, you know, I'm leaning on the seniors. I lean on, you know, playing for something bigger than themselves, playing for each other, uh, playing for the city, actually, uh, Alamo, Georgia. I like Wheeler to find a way to knock off Central Talbotton. And, you know, that's a big feat considering how good Central Talbotton's been. But I'm going with Wheeler County to wrap up the girls. Kyle, you've done it. Eight brackets, um, all eight classifications. You can go back and um, hopefully we can go back and talk about how right you were and how accurate you were as the as the games progress. Games start on Thursday. They'll extend into the weekend. I Go out, support these games. We'll be back with you for reactions and previewing the Sweet 16 um, in another podcast. Uh, as always, check Twitter, KyleSandy355, SandySpiel.com. That will have all of your playoff information, live scores updated in real time. And we appreciate you listening. Until next time, on behalf of Kyle, this is Ramin signing off.